Hello and welcome to the RGBA podcast, episode two. I'm Brian Piana. Last week, I talked about audience because that was on my mind, and I certainly enjoyed kind of working through that. But now I'm going to introduce the project, which will be the main focus for the remainder of this first season of the podcast, which will air weekly all throughout the summer. I've got a little story for you, Ags. And if you're wondering what that is, uh, it's a common saying that Aggies, uh, people at Texas A&M University, say when they are about to dive into a story, be it true or, or false. And I'm an Aggie. I'm a graduate of Texas A&M University. I spent seven years of my life there for, for two degrees, undergraduate, and then I s- stuck around for a Master of Science degree. And so I really enjoyed it. You know, I'm, I'm an artist, I'm a creative type, and if you're around the area or the region, you, you think of Texas A&M, it is a conservative area. It is a very conservative school. The A and the M stand for agriculture and mechanical. There's a military presence on, on campus in the Corps of Cadets. It's generally the conservative half of the two big state schools in Texas. So we think about University of Texas and Austin, very liberal, very progressive. And then you have Texas A&M, which is much more conservative. And when I went there in, in 1993, in the fall of 93, there was no art program. There was no BFA offered at all. And I went there in part because my brother was there and it just seemed like the, the known entity. And I got in and I, I followed his footsteps into engineering which was not really for me at all. And so, you know, one semester in, I started looking for other opportunities. And they had this program of environmental design in the College of Architecture, which at least let me let me stretch my creative muscles. So I was super excited about that. I uh, immediately started taking class- classes there and really poured a lot of time and effort and energy and creativity in making really fun projects, really cool stuff. And it was great. I had a really good time. And then all of a sudden, it was time to graduate, and I didn't, I didn't want to go work at an architecture firm. And, you know, I said, uh, well, what am I going to do? Well, I know since I was there, there, there's a program, a graduate program right there in the College of Architecture, which is the uh, Visualization Sciences Program. And it's a, it's a little-known factor, maybe not so little anymore, but it, it's kind of a diamond in the rough in the middle of America. Here we are in Texas, and there's a school that teaches 3D animation. And so a lot of these big companies, think about your Pixar's and your Industrial Light and Magic, they hire students out of Texas A&M, out of that program. So I said, you know what, I'm going to apply to that. And I got in. And so I spent the next three years kind of working through that program, which was fun. I actually fell much more in love with HTML. That's when I first started experimenting with HTML and learning to build web pages. And I, I wasn't as interested in, in running off to California to join one of those big animation houses. And, and that's great. That served me well, right? After seven years of a and I, I came back to Houston, which is where I'm at now, got a job doing motion graphics and web design for a few years. And, and that company folded as a result of the, the tech bubble and the early aughts. And I went back to school yet again to get a Master of Fine Arts because I, I, what I really enjoyed doing was teaching on the college level. And so to do that, you need an MFA. And I had an MS, which wasn't wasn't good enough. So I went to University of Houston, earned my MFA in photography, digital media, and now I, I teach full-time. That's my job, and I'm super happy with it. I teach at San Jacinto College, which is a two-year college, and I teach art and design. I teach Photoshop classes, web design classes, all good stuff. 
And, and those classes, the things I teach, inform my artwork, very much so. And yet I've always had a soft spot in my heart for Texas A&M. You know, it's, it is very conservative, and it's a smallish town. College Station and Bryan, they're actually two towns right next to each other. You know, I spent seven formative years of my life there. I met my wife there. I've met lifelong friends there. You know, I kind of grew up there, which is, which is really, I think, anyone can relate to. Like, kind of that transitional period from boyhood to, to adulthood is, is really important. And I learned a lot, became more responsible, and yada, 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 all that good stuff. Strangely enough, since becoming an artist, you know, the last nine, ten years, I've held on to this little dream where I'll have a chance to go back to Texas A&M and exhibit some work, right, to have a show. And I didn't, I didn't tell it to a lot of people because, you know, artists and Texas A&M don't exactly go together, right? Like I said, there wasn't even a BFA program when I was a student there. There is now, which is great, you know, A&M is becoming a little more progressive, which is awesome. But I kept that to myself. You know, I didn't know if it would ever happen. So I didn't want to, like, publicly say, this is my goal and, and do that. And the strangest thing happened. Uh, this past March, I got, an, I got an email from a woman. Her name's Krista Steinke. And she teaches at Texas A&M in the VIZ program. They now have an undergraduate program. So I, I'm sure she kind of fluctuates between the graduates and undergraduates. But she's in charge of a, a kind of a newish gallery space they have, the Wright Gallery, which is right there in the College of Architecture, where I spent six and a half years of my life in this massive kind of brutalist concrete structure. And she was reaching out to me, seeing if I had any interest in exhibiting my work in their gallery. And I have to tell you, my heart fluttered a little bit, right? You know, I'm reading through this email again and again, trying to make sure I understand it exactly. And this was this was that moment, that thing I held on to, that idea of, hey, one day I want to go show at A&M. And suddenly, unexpectedly, this opportunity arrived. It presented itself. And so... I remember, you know, kind of slow playing my response, right? And kind of saying, oh, I would be interested. Let's talk about it. Let's do some things. Whereas in the back of my head, I was like, yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so this is amazing, right? It's really uh, an amazing thing for me because I'm going to have an exhibit at Texas A&M. This is exactly what I wanted. I now have a chance to kind of return, right? The, The artist is returning to where he kind of grew up. You know, I wasn't an artist there. I wasn't a practicing artist, a professional artist in any degree there. But I I learned a lot. As an artist and creative, a lot of what I am started there. And so to have this opportunity to go back is amazing. Krista invited me to come uh, in April to an opening at the gallery space so I could meet with the committee and kind of see the gallery space. And that was really, really awesome, really informative. And that was the first time in 13 years that I returned to College Station. And it's grown a lot. You know, the city has grown. It's evolved. I've heard that the campus on one side, where there used to be cow, you know, cow pasture, is now almost doubled in size. The good news is, like, the College of Architecture is still there. It looks pretty much the same. There are a lot of iconic features that are very much there. There have been some things that have changed and whatnot. Uh, and it was super great to go back. Krista had curated an exhibition that's there right now, which is called You Are Here. It's a photography exhibition considering the Texas landscape. And so it was great to see there. I met some artists, some of the photographers there. They had a roundtable discussion followed by the opening. And after that, I was invited to go out to dinner with, with the committee and some of the artists. And that was really, it was really an, an amazing day. And I really enjoyed it. Just kind of soaking up and, and reveling in the return to College Station for me. 
So I'm super excited about that. The show is going to be next March through May, so it's about 10 months away. So that, that's the backstory on, on kind of how this came to be. And, you know, I have to admit, when I, when I got the email, there was about a month, about five weeks between the, the first email and me visiting the space, or actually seeing the space for the first time, you know, I'd already kind of formulated plans for my work. Most recently, I've done sculptural work. I've done paintings on walls. I'm thinking of that. One of the reasons Krista said that the committee was interested in me is I'm an alum, alumnus. I do new media, meaning I, I work in computers with, with some data stuff. And so that's okay. So that tells me that, hey, I should, I should involve computers, right? I should have some screens, maybe, maybe some programs running. And they said they had some movable walls. So I'm like, okay. So in my head, I'm kind of figuring this out. I'm, you know, I've never, never seen the space, but I'm trying to figure this out, kind of moving walls around, setting up where I think maybe a projection should, could go. That'd be really awesome. Really great. You know, have some walls kind of identified. And, and then I get there and it was great to see the space and the space turns out is, is really large. It's really much bigger than I thought it would be. And I, I don't have the exact measurements yet. I'm, I'm still awaiting those, but well, I was at the opening, I kind of paced it off. And so it's, you know, it's like 20 paces by 20 paces. Let's say each pace is between two and three feet. So you're looking around somewhere between 50 or 45 to 60 feet square. And then there's a whole nother section off to the side. And the, the biggest thing is that three of the four sides of the space are, are windows. So they have windows prominently all along them. And, and that's different, right? And I, sh- I should have known going in because I spent six and a half years there, but there's really no, there's no drop ceiling except for one little sliver across the one solid wall. Instead, there's like the, the double T concrete beams that kind of are in all parts of the building. And again, you know, I spent time there. I, I should have remembered that. And then the, their kind of paneling systems are really, really thin, very tall, very elegant, very nice, nice panels, but they're not kind of that thick, sturdy walls that I'd kind of, in my head, I didn't anticipate it, right? So yes, you can hang a painting on them, but I, I certainly don't think you can hang a monitor on them, right? That's kind of the issue. And, you know, there, there's that, right? It, it's, it's interesting. It's bigger than I thought it, would, I thought it would be, which is exciting, right? It's good to have more space. Uh, the floor is carpet, I believe, it's a tall ceiling. The panels themselves are tall, but again, they're not necessarily sturdy to hang anything more than a, a painting or a framed work of art on. And then there's this, this, the one wall is off to the side and there is a drop ceiling above that. So like 10 feet off the wall, maybe there's a drop ceiling and then it runs all the way to the back. And the back, there's actually an outdoor patio. I don't know what it was at some point, you know, that when I was in school there many, many years ago, this gallery space was actually the, the, the laboratory where I went to grad school at. And that has since been relocated. So at some point, this gallery was, was formed, and it's awesome. And it's great. But it's just a little different. It's going to be a challenge. I can't paint on the one wall, which is okay. You know, I understand it. But I, I think they, uh, the gallery committee or the whoever runs the gallery, the higher-ups, they're, they're concerned, right? They, they're expecting art that can come in and... and not leave a mark on their space. And I respect that. I get that. It's just different than some of the spaces I've worked at. You know, you get used to working in some shows here, like at Box 13, which I mentioned last episode, or Lawndale Art Art Center. You know, you can paint on the walls. Yeah, absolutely. Drill into the walls. Do whatever you have to do. But you have the opportunity to put it all back. And here it seems like they're they're a little more conservative. Ding, ding, ding. Texas A&M, right? I should, I should know. 
So, you know, there's, it's a little more precious. They're treating the space a little more delicately than, than other art spaces. And, you know, I don't think there is a kind of contemporary art space beyond that in, in the region, in Texas, in College Station, I'd say, or in Bryan. So it's their space. It's their rules. I, I totally get it. And that's going to change how I approach the show. You know, uh, it's funny that that kind of incubating time between getting the invitation and then seeing the space, all these ideas that were in my head are largely out the window now, right? So I'm going to have to go back and really kind of think, what can I do with the space? You know, I have this big space. It's got some quirks. Three, three sides are windows. It's got really tall ceilings. You know, there's no, there's so much light that a projection probably wouldn't work. And even if you had a projection, I'm not, I'm not sure how to where to put it yet. I can't paint on the walls, uh, you know, and I can't paint on the paneling, of course. So, you know, there's a lot of rules and I, I, it may sound like I'm being negative, but you know, in in hindsight, because I went and visited the space a month ago. So in hindsight, I've had an opportunity to kind of start formulating plans and that gets really exciting. Like, what can we do, right? Here are the rules here. Here's what the space allows. What can I do? What can I bring to it? And this is good. This is going to force me into some new areas, force me into some different areas that I haven't haven't had to work in before or haven't chosen to work in before. And I think that is really super exciting. So not only is this kind of dream of exhibiting at A&M coming true, which, again, I can't stress enough how excited I am about that, but it's also going to kind of nudge me into some new areas. I'm going to have to kind of formulate some new pieces to work with the space. Because ultimately, rather than come in and hang a bunch of paintings I want to activate the space. And so it is quirky. I like the quirkiness of it. I like that. I just need to go in and figure out the best ways to do it. So starting next week, uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some of the new things I've had to consider. You know, what, what are some options I have? And, and I'll also kind of briefly talk about my work. We're two episodes in and I haven't really talked to you much about the kind of work I do. But we're going to get there, I promise. Like I said, this is a weekly podcast that'll go through the summer, season one. And primarily for the rest of the way, we're going to be talking about this exhibition uh, and my plan and, and my progress and my thought my thought and sketching and designing and troubleshooting and all that. What goes into making this thing a reality? It's code name, it's working title, if you will, is Blocks. So if I say Blocks, it's, that's what I'm referring to. So... I uh, hope you'll follow along as we we continue, and we're gonna talk talk stripes next week. Stripes, stripes are pretty cool, so that's what we'll do. So hey, thanks a lot for listening. We will talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.